Tonight is the last of these sessions. I shan't be long tonight. Um, but I want to go over something. We're, we're coming into a new year. Um, this year is about old, uh, over now, so it's, it's about had it. And tonight we're going to talk about, since we're coming into 2020, 2020 and a little hindsight, looking back at things. That's what I want to focus on here tonight. And seeing how things went for you this last year. And some people are maybe looking forward to a new year. Anybody looking forward to 2020? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost a half of the hands went up. <laughs> okay, who's who really like, I'm not really looking forward to this at all. Okay, some others then don't care whatsoever what year it is. It could be 4 BC and you don't mind. Okay, well, we're going to take a look at a couple of things here tonight as we go through things and um, trying to explain a little bit about what I want to get across about 2020, leaving 2019, going to 2020. And bad things, good things, and stuff like this. I mean, how was your 2019? How many of you, this was a fantastic, wonderful, oh my gosh, what a fabulous year. Raise your hand really big. All right. About a quarter of you. <laughs> All right. Well, that, that's okay. You know, how many of you, this was not a year you really wanted to look forward to? I mean, this was not, this was not a good year. Okay, we got some, there's a couple of hands with that one too. This was okay. I'm glad to see this one scoot out. And the nice thing about 2019, we never have to face it again. You know, that's, that's true. So some people, they look at life like this past year now, like, it wasn't so bad. Maybe I had a lot of things going on, but it wasn't so bad. It was, it was a year that um, it, it went, and it, it was, we had some good things in it. It was a good year, something like that. Some other people, <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, is this a tough one? Can't wait to get out of this. You know, um, I don't know what day is, today's the 28th, right? So what do we got? 29, 30, 30. When is the first one? Tuesday? Wednesday? Wednesday. Some people can't wait probably for that day to come. Um, so yeah, it, it depends on what your year was like in a lot of aspects and what was going on. So good year, bad year, whatever. And yeah, the, the, the couple that got engaged last night, Matt and Taylor here on the 27th. That was the 27th of December was my parents' anniversary. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, and they, I can't remember how many years they were married, 40, 48, 49 years and something like that. They died in the same year. But uh, yeah, they went out together. But you know, sometimes we have a tendency of always thinking about the bad things. Now God constantly in his word is always telling us, remember, to remember, to remember. But he's telling us to remember the blessings and the things that he's done for us. But sometimes we have a tendency, we people have a tendency of focusing on the bad things. Well, he tells us about that too. In the book of Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, he says, do not cling to the events of the past or dwell on what happened long ago. In other words, he's saying, folks, don't get so hung up on the, the things you made mistakes on, or how the bad year was, or, or things that happened in your past. Like Erin, as she was telling us at dinner tonight. I mean, you could sit and dwell upon that stuff for a long time, and she was talking about that, how that was, and, and how it was just defeating her, and God said, don't dwell on that. So folks, I'm telling you what God has said, don't dwell on that. We don't want to dwell on that. But I don't know what your year was like. Let's take a look at what some people might have gone through this year. Did anybody this year have a bad year because your favorite toy broke? It did. Your, your favorite toy broke. 
He's shaking his head yes, and mom's sitting here, I have no idea. (laughs) But sometimes that happens. I remember when I was a boy, uh, I was in sixth grade, my parents bought me a replica Kentucky rifle, full size. The thing was taller than I was. It could not fire, so I was not going to kill somebody in a neighborhood. But I remember it was my favorite toy that year. And then I stupidly broke it one summer day. We were playing dodgeball or kickball, and I took the thing by the by the barrel and swung and hit it, and I broke the whole end of the thing off. And the rest of my year, I was just devastated because of that. Or, you know, if you, I'm not just talking to kids. How many parents, your favorite toy, like an automobile or something? Oh, I want that car back or something. You know, we have, we have toys that break. Yeah, and it really ruins our life. I mean, it can. It can be really bad for us. Or maybe I'm talking here to some of the older kids, maybe some teens. Was this a bad year for you because you didn't make a team? A sports team or an academic team or something like that? And you're like, hey, remember, I, I used to teach school. I taught in the public school for quite a few years, and I've had students that didn't make the cheerleading squad who, that was it for the rest of the, you know, the rest of the semester in particular. They were just devastated because of that. And people who didn't make the basketball team, devastated. And it can really hang you up. Or maybe any of us had a friend who moved away. I remember when I was in fourth grade, my best friend across the street moved to a different town. That was tough. I mean, he, he and I did a lot of things together. Um, he had a swimming pool in his backyard in the summertime. I loved being his friend. <laughs> but uh, but he, he was gone. Oh, boy, that was hard. And, you know, he was, he was gone. And Sometimes we lose our friends. Some people, they go off to college or something, or, or other friends, they move away, and families move away, or people from your church move away, and it's really hard. Or maybe uh, getting a little bit older, some of you have boyfriends or girlfriends that broke up with you this past year, and you might be really upset about that still. Some people really hold on to it. I see people nodding and some people shaking their head. Um, it does happen. Um, people do break up and it gets like that. Maybe some of you are having a bad year because you tried to get into something or some, some job or some school and then you get a letter or something like this saying, sorry, uh, you're not accepted. You didn't get in. And college or high school students, senior year, would sometimes get these things and oh my gosh, they come in my office uh, when I was teaching school and just, just in tears. My life is over. No, you're going to go to a different school. You know? But they would think their life is over and stuff because they didn't make that. Um, Maybe you lost your job. That can be devastating for the whole family. That's a tough one. If your job's job's gone, oh my gosh, yeah, that can really be a hard one. Hate to talk about this, but sometimes divorce happens, even among Christians. Yes, a lot of Christians go through divorce. That is so serious to us here at Fort. That's why we do two marriage retreats every year. Dr. Um, Rick Marks comes here, and we do, right in this room here is where they meet, and his whole purpose in life and his ministry is trying to help families um, that are on the brink of divorce um, to stay together and to to work it out, and even families that aren't, they have a a really good solid marriage, solid marriage to come here and make it even stronger. Fantastic thing to do, and you're welcome to look into that online or talk to some of the staff. Uh, Dr. Marks is world-famous doing these seminars all over the world. He's very, very well known, and he does these here at Fort. It's a great ministry that he has. Um, some people, we go through um, somebody dying. 
a close friend, a relative. Just last night when I got home after this session, one of my former students, one of the closest students I had in my teaching career, uh, sent me a message that her brother suddenly died yesterday morning, unexpected, and she was really devastated. Sometimes we get very upset with God, like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be a God of love. Why is that happening? And we really struggle with these kind of things. Or maybe this year, you went to the doctor and to have some tests run, you go back and he tells you, you got cancer. That can really devastate a family. That can, and it happens with kids. One thing that just really tears at my heart is these St. Jude commercials on television. I mean, without my wife being in the room, I will admit to you all, I have sometimes teared up with these kids having cancer. That just eats at me, that having to go through that kind of thing. Um, yeah, cancer is not a funny thing, but this is put in here to keep the kids awake for a moment. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. But any one of these can send a person into depression. You can get really upset about this, but you know what really helps? What can help you through these difficult times? These that I mentioned and even more. Your relationship with God can really make a huge difference in the way that you look at these. And that's what I want to talk about for just a few moments here. Some have said and wondered and asked me, why am I wearing this goofy thing? You have seen me at times in the last few days wearing this, and sometimes I'm not. And why am I wearing it? Well, um, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Some people say I've had a bad, a heartbreak, a bad year and stuff. But I would like to have um, a volunteer who would be interested just to try this thing on. This is my collar. And I would like to have a young person. You want to come up here for a sec? Yeah. Yeah, come on. No? Somebody want to come? I'm scaring everybody here. Huh? Come on. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> okay. Oh, now we're getting a crowd. <laughs> I'm going to put this on. It won't fit you because it's custom made for me. Now, how would you like to wear that till Valentine's Day? That's about six weeks away. I'll let Jim try it on too. That's fine. We'll give him a chance. How would you like to, to wear that? Now, the thing is, when I say wear that, what I've had to do is not just wear it. I've had to sleep in that, shower in that. It's clean. We changed the pads in. <laughs> but how would you like to do that? Eat, sleep, everything in that. Play in every single, every single thing you're going to do till Valentine's Day, six weeks away. Would that be fun? Yeah, I don't think you would like that. Thank you for modeling it for it. It looks like a beautiful model. I see a career there. You want to try it on too, bud? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it helps if you don't turn your head with me. <laughs> there. You want to wear that a long time? All we need is to put a Darth Vader helmet on that. <laughs> yeah, he's shaking those who didn't see. Yeah, I want to wear this. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Thanks for helping me out with that. Some people have said I've had a, had a bad break. I want to take just a moment and just tell you what's been going on. Now, the reason I'm doing this is not to feel sorry. There's a purpose for me doing this that I felt God is putting upon my heart to let you see as to what's been going on as we talk about this. This has been my 2019, and I want to show you, like I said, there's nothing special about me. I'm just an ordinary person. Not even as special as most of you in here. If you don't believe me, ask my wife. She'll verify that, I'm sure. But to let you know, this is how my life has progressed. I have to take you back, though, first of all, to 2018. 
2018. In August of 2018, at the very end of the summer camps, I was in the nature center working by myself, and I was standing on one of the counters where the saltwater aquariums are, and I slipped off backwards and fell backwards off onto the concrete floor, landing on the back of my skull on the concrete floor. Knocked myself out. But eventually what we found out happened, um, miraculously I did not crack my skull. I am really the, uh, the epitome of a hard head. Um, boom, and nothing. But my brain sloshed back and forth, and it caused brain hemorrhaging all over the place. My brain swelled, um, severe concussion, of course, um, all sorts of things. I ended up eventually in the trauma unit down in Marshfield, but an amazing thing happened. They didn't have to do surgery because the bleeding stopped. But every single medical doctor who examined me, who has been involved in this case, every single one has told me the exact same thing. There is no way you should have lived through this. We cannot explain. At the best, your neck should have broken and you should be paralyzed from the neck down. There's no way you should have lived through this. Well, my response has always been, God's not done with me. I've got more to do. He wanted me to speak to you guys here this weekend, obviously. So that was in August. So because of that, I was hardly working. I was off work for a long time. I didn't work many hours um, as we went into the, um, the holiday season and stuff of, of 2018. I don't remember hardly anything. Because part of my memory has been damaged by this. Um, I still have the right frontal lobe is damaged, um, having seizures in, at times now and stuff. But anyway, that was how... So I'm thinking when 2019 came, this has got to be a better year. Well, 2019 came, and in April, which is when we do the marine biology trip, I started having severe pain in both my hands, unexplained, just very, very severe pain. Come June, um, I had minor surgery on my neck because they were thinking the hand pain was originating in my neck. So they did some minor surgery, didn't do a thing. We went through the summer as best we could, um, working here, Hannah helping out and some other staff in here. Get to the, to the month of September, I had surgery on both my hands. They diagnosed carpal tunnel. Well, carpal tunnel did fix this. The surgery they did, had, they did both surgeries, both hands on the same day at the same time. They did this one. This has worked. This is fine. This hand recovered perfectly. This one is not right still. And the finger here does not work. Um, there's something wrong still with the finger. And it was extremely painful in that finger. Carpal tunnel was not the thing. There's some type of nerve damage we found out. Come to October 5th, I went down uh, to um, Janesville and did a wedding for one of the true, uh, two of the True North people, they were getting married, and so they had me um, perform the ceremony, and I did that down there. October 5th, we're come, um, a after the ceremony's over, I started getting a pain in my neck, and it went into my shoulder and down my arm. Within three days, as I'm back up here, I am in intense pain. The worst pain I think I've ever endured in my life, and I've even had surgeries without anesthesia. There was one time back in 97, I had cellulitis. I ended up with a mad massive um, uh, abscess down on my pelvis on the externals part here, and the doctor, to save my life, there was not time to do anything else because the abscess had spread all over, he literally just said, I got to start cutting, and he just took a scalpel and just sliced right down to the bone, just, there was no way of doing any anesthesia or anything, it was so terrible, it wouldn't have worked anyway to do any injections because it was so inflamed and stuff. I thought that hurt, that was nothing compared to what I had in October. Um, I would take my pillow, go downstairs to our den so I wouldn't wake up my wife, Denise, and I would scream in the pillow at nighttime, praying, God, please make me pass out. 
I was taking narcotics to help with the pain. They didn't do a thing. It was some of the most painful experience I ever had. Um, another thing that happened with this, I didn't get to go to Israel um, as all this is going on. Um, well, I didn't want to go there yet. I didn't get to go to Israel. The Israel trip uh, still went. Jonathan uh, represented for it, and he, he was going anyway. He led it, and the person who I co-lead did it. So they still had a great time. I just couldn't go. And what ended up happening while they're in Israel, my middle daughter, Amanda, who was pregnant with her first baby, on the day she started to deliver, went into severe complications, life-threatening complications. And so my wife and I had to run down for that. And so we were spending a lot of time going back and forth. By the way, in all this, I can't drive because of my head injury and, and, and stuff. So I wasn't allowed to drive. Um, so it was very serious with her, but she's, she's fine and the baby is now fine. Uh, November 15th, finally they let me have surgery on my neck. So they did surgery, and there's a beautiful picture, a very, very attractive picture of me having my surgery there, wearing my thing. Um, that's the day of the surgery as I got back up to my room. And um, on December 10th of this year, just, just a couple of weeks ago, we went back for, into the OR for another thing on my hand, and um, it's helping some. The pain is gone, but the finger doesn't work right. So a lot of people wonder during all this, how can I be in severe pain? How can I, having all these things, and the thing is, I keep calling these, I would say I had a very blessed year. And matter of fact, when I'm screaming in my pillow, people were asking me, even here at Fort and, and some others were saying, how can you be screaming in so such pain as you have and still say God is blessing you? I had some that were saying, there must be some sin you've committed. If you can admit the sin, confess your sin, God will heal you instantly and you'll be fine. Yeah, tell that to Paul, tell that to Job. They went through an awful lot of anguish and stuff. And I'm no Job, I'm no Paul, but God doesn't always do it that way. God has us endure pain sometimes, and it's a blessing if we look for it. I would tell you my 2019 was extremely a blessed year for me. It really was. But you know, I'll tell you too, I get asked this frequently. What's going through your mind when you're rolling around on a floor praying to be knocked out because the pain is more than you can bear. And I have learned over the years, this is actually what goes through my mind. If God's not going to let me pass out, I start thinking of Jesus on the cross. When Jesus died a crucifixion death for me, medical science tells us the worst pain a person can endure is Roman crucifixion. That's the worst. And I do a whole session on that. We don't have time for that. But uh, anatomically and physiologically, what happens to a person in the Roman crucified style? Jesus endured all that because he loved me. And I'm laying on the floor, concentrating and thinking, he endured worse pain than this. So if he can do that for me, I can go through this. This helps me to understand a little bit more how much my sin hurt him. That's what goes through my mind. So to say I've had a bad break, why should I follow God because all these bad things happening? Folks, it's the blessings. Let me give you a short list here of, of the blessings that have, have happened. Oh, yeah. This year, in 2019, I have spoke or preached at over, uh, over 60 times, churches, groups, things like this. Caleb, this is 
Caleb. Heather's, she's my oldest. Um, he was born six months ago. This is Ryder, the one who uh, was born having complications. Ryder was just born November 2nd. And they were born this year. I have six grandkids. There's two of them. I got to go on the marine biology trip. Doing over 30 marine biology trips. I've done this 32 or 33 years. This, I can really say, this was the best trip I think I've ever had. It was phenomenal. And it, it was not because you were on the trip. <laughs> Miranda went on the trip. I It's because you were there. It was a fantastic trip. One, one high school student um, made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior on that trip. Um, we got to, as a family, I got to go down, my wife, uh, I, my youngest daughter and her husband, Ethan, we went down to Florida. I got to see my family. All my family lives in Florida. They don't endure any of this. Um, we, after we visited them in Bradenton, Florida, we went to St. Augustine's, had a vacation there. Wonderful place. If you've never been there, go there. Um, folks, I am blessed that I get to work at Fort Wilderness. I get to work with phenomenal people. You have no idea how much Jonathan Brood prays and thinks about the campers throughout the year. You've heard some of the other people here. Hannah now coming on staff. You met uh, Todd tonight. There's so many wonderful people that work here and people you don't even know, the behind-the-scenes people like Bruce Sikowski. What a servant. Paul, his son. I mean, these guys are phenomenal. What a ministry. And to be a part of it, I am extremely blessed. I have spoke at another camp this year. I've got to teach homeschooling classes in biology and other things in archaeology. I teach in the True North program. Um, high school sessions that we, um, that we do here in the summertime during the family camps. Twelve, more than 12 kids made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. I spoke total attendance to over 1,200 students in high school ministries this year. Yeah, they were many times attending the same one you know, the, the next day and stuff. Over 1,200. For, high, or for the summer staff Bible study, we come in here. You total up all the people in coming in here, it was over 600 people. Like I say, I've been blessed tremendously. What gifts God has given me? My home church in Illinois, Calvary Bible Church, came up here in October. They come up every year. They cut our firewood because that's how we heat our house. They made some minor repairs about the about the house too. Thing is, I can't snow blow or anything right now, and ours broke last year, so they went out and bought a snow blower that my wife can use. <laughs> yeah, she's thrilled to get that present. <laughs> At least I didn't buy it. <laughs> I have three daughters who walk with God, who have married three godly men. I mean, I am tremendously blessed. I mean, it's been absolutely tremendous what's going on. But I have to also say, I am married to a wonderful woman who puts up with all my pain, all my medical expense, the adventures and stuff that we go through, the difficulties we've had in, in my health in particular, the car breaking down, those of you who don't know my car, I've been stranded out on Spider Lake Road two times since you have been here. Two different days. I've had two flat tires, one on one side, one on the other on the next day. This has been amazing. But my wife has done so much in putting up with me and everything. I have been tremendously blessed. Yeah, some people would say, Michael, you've had a bad year. No, I've had a wonderful year. It's the way you look at it, how God can use you, how God 
takes those gifts we talked about, and look what he does. So this is my challenge to you as I wrap this up. To all of you, no matter what your age is, kids, I need you to help your parents with this one, okay? If you've had a hard year, keep your walk with God strong. Count your blessings. And we're going to come into a celebration now on the first. Celebrate these blessings. Remember, don't cling to the past, the events that happened, the bad thing. Forget about that. It's done. Look at the blessings that I've given you. So parents, I challenge you today and your family. And kids, this is where I want you to help. Maybe on your ride home or maybe when you go to bed tonight, get together and stuff. I want you to start counting the blessings that God has given you in 2019. If my singing voice was good right now, it doesn't work because of the surgery. I would love to sing the old white Christmas song, Count Your Blessings. You know, but I can't. But I want you to get this all set up, count your blessings, and on New Year's, I double-dog Daria to actually list and talk about these and celebrate the blessings that God has given you this past year. So kids, help your parents. Their memories don't work sometimes too well. Help them to to know what great things have happened and count your blessings as you do this. There was a a hymn written back in 1897 by a guy named Johnson Oatman. It was called Count Your Blessings. Beautiful hymn. Just look at the lyrics of this. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you're discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings. Name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy? You're called to bear. Count your blessings. Every doubt will fly and you will keep on singing as the days go by. So amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings. Angels will attend. Help and comfort give you to your journey's end. It's a beautiful hymn. I've sung that a lot this last year. When difficult times come up, I just start looking for the blessings. The car troubles the last two days, to be honest, I've been laughing a lot about that. I really have. Um, you want to ask me what's all happened, I'll tell you, but it's, it's just, it's funny. I'm going to leave you with one more quote, and then I'll be done. I'll close in prayer here, and then I think Jonathan's going to come up. I caught this right after my surgery by a, a pastor, and I was listening to him um, on a sermon, the name will pop up. It escapes me right now, but I'll show you at the end. But this is something that I caught right after the surgery when I was still in a lot of pain and stuff. Sometimes God is most glorified in us when we suffer. If God does not bring healing, rest assured knowing that this is his sovereign will for your life. And he will use that to sanctify you, to conform us more to the image of his son. He will sanctify us through that that, and ultimately, he will glorify himself. God sometimes is most glorified when, watch, when the watching world looks at a sick believer or a persecuted believer. When the lost world looks at a suffering Christian, and yet they remain faithful to Christ, they still glorify Christ. They still tell others about Christ. God's glorified in that. 
His grace is sufficient. His cross is sufficient. It's Justin Peters. Whether you agree with what he preaches and stuff like that, I don't care, but he nailed that. He nailed that. So count your blessings. Think of the gifts God's given you and celebrate it on, on uh, the 31st that night. Father, I thank you for these times we've had here, and I just ask that you would just bless us. Keep us close. Keep us safe, Lord. The roads are right now terrible. I hope by the time they all leave tomorrow and the new group comes in that they'll be much better. But, Lord, we ask for safety and protection. I ask also that you would just bless each individual person. You know each person that's here. You want a deep relationship with them, and we ask, Lord, that that is established. If it's not yet, that before they leave this camp, they are in a close relationship, and they know Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. God bless them all. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all.